Ladies and gentlemen, are you tracking with me? Thank you for listening to the previous episode. This is part two. So we're picking up from the footnotes of Psalms 51. And as I begin to read the footnotes, I see like three ravens or crows. I'm not even sure on the lawn. One was on the tree. One was on the electric line outside. And I'm like pleading the blood of Jesus. Like if this is an evil spirit watching me, Lord smite them. (laughs) And I'm just in prayer warrior mode. And I begin to read Psalms 51 footnotes that states that David's humble prayer for forgiveness and cleansing was the lament of a contrite sinner. It represents a proper response to the Lord's confrontation of his people in Psalms 50. So I go read Psalms 50 verses 8 through 15, which states that the Lord is speaking. He says, God says, I bring no charges against you concerning your sacrifices or concerning your burnt offerings, which are ever before me. I have no need of bull from your stall or of goats from your pens, goats from your pens, for every animal of the forest is mine and the cattle on a thousand hills. I know every bird in the mountains and the insects in the fields are mine. And I had to stop there for a second and laugh and cry, I think, (laughs) because here I am being so fearful, like, oh my God, there's a, there's a black bird out there. And I don't even know where that superstition came from. I don't even know where I learned that from, that black birds and black cats are evil and demonic and and are coming to destroy me and my family or they symbolize death or ruin but that's what I was feeling and then I read Psalms 50 verse 11 (laughs) and it says that every bird God knows because he made them verse 12 if I were hungry I would not tell you for the world is mine mine and all that is in it Do I eat the flesh of bulls or drink the blood of goats? Sacrifice thank offerings to God. Fulfill your vows to the Most High and call on me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you and you will honor me. What else did I need to read? What else did I need to read? What else did I need to read? That... That was literally God talking right back to me through my prayer, through my reading. He's right there, literally right there in real time. And I'm just so grateful that I know that God actually talks. He talks a lot. (laughs) As long as you open up this scripture, he going to talk. He going to holler at you. So now I go back after reading Psalms 58 through 15, I go back to my Psalm 51 footnote that says, see also intro to Psalms 49 through 53. Well, let me go ahead and turn the page backwards and go to Psalms 49. 
And Psalms 49 at first felt like this isn't about me. God can't be talking about me. This doesn't apply to me. Now, I won't read all of Psalms 49, but Psalms 49 is a Psalms that concerns or describes the rich fools who proudly rely on their great wealth and on themselves to assure their welfare and security in the world. Now, I'm a real one in these streets, so I'm going to share with you what that means to me. The last six years or more, I have relied on my looks. I have relied on my perfectionism. I have relied on my wit, charm, intelligence. I have relied on my body, my sex appeal. I have relied on men, their bank account savings and investments, their hard work. I've relied on my friends who have salaries double or triple mine. I have relied solely, mostly on my body, my looks, my education, and men to establish and assure my welfare and security in the world. So it was by my own doing, my own flesh, my own physical capabilities, and my charm and my conversation to be able to woo men in getting me a drink or paying a bill or getting flued out, whatever it was, the lifestyle that I was living, I made myself my God. That's the first time I think I'm saying that out loud. I made myself my God, my own God. I praised and worshiped myself on social media. How good do I look? Shady comments, shady uh what do you call those taglines or I don't know I, f- I forget it's been a while since I've been on social media but I've relied on me and I've relied on men I've made men my god I put myself and men on the altar of my heart on the altar of my mind on the altar of my soul if you will Because I was determined, no matter what, me, my body, my thoughts, and these men are going to pay my way through life. Someone else is going to help me foot this bill. Because I'll be damned if I do this life by myself. And that was really where my heart has been these last few years maybe this past decade i'm not really sure and this psalm 49 it was uncomfortable to put myself in the shoes of the rich in the shoes of those who boast and trust in their wealth and their great riches thinking that 
thinking that I could afford my soul. Costing someone else's. I wasn't leading people to Jesus. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about Jesus. Jesus who? Yeah, he outside somewhere. He 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 around. But you know, I, I ain't got no um I ain't got no dealings with him. You know what I'm saying? I, I I believe he real, but you know, I believe in the universe and manifestation and I believe in African deities like Oshun and Oya and Shango and you know, I, I maybe Buddhist, you know, chants, you know, I, I I believe in a lot of things going on around me in the world. You know, I just take bits and pieces of different religions, different spiritual practices, different walks of life. And, you know, I just make them work for me because I'm in control here. And verse, excuse me, not verse, but Psalm 49 just made me look real foolish. (laughs) And it. It really is just a testament to like, wow, I can say that now. But once upon a time, six months ago, prior to six or seven months ago, Holy Spirit, who? Like, I I couldn't see past myself and the man or the men in my life. I didn't make room for God. And in these past few months, this second half of the year, where I've sacrificed my career in New York City, where I sacrificed a heart posture and a thinking that I've had that you've been fortunate and I've been blessed to share with you on this podcast, my journey, my transformation, um, and how I represent God in my life. It really feels like, it feels like the word and a real relationship with God is like Drano. That's how I feel. I don't know any other example, like how, how to put it. Like, you know, when you got your pipes or your sink or your tub, you washing your hair or whatever, and it get clogged up, then don't nothing go down. It's just jammed and blocked and it's irritating you and you can't do nothing with it. That's how my life has been. I have filled my pipe, my life, my soul, my mind, my heart, my thinking, my body with other people, with other ideas, with things, places, thoughts, feelings that were not mine, that were not aligned with God, that were not good for me. That clogged me up. So until I rededicated my life to God again, it was then in the shift in my heart posture where I was like, yo, I really need, I really need something else because at some point during this summer, while I was on summer break, I felt that if I stayed in my home, I was going to die. Like my house was going to catch on fire. And I had never felt that ever in my life. And I make a decision to move, to just up and leave, relocate. And 
encounter God in a whole new way. God saving my life yet again. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. But he's been saving my life over and 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 over again. He has saved me more times than I can count. He has delivered me more times than I can count. And many of those deliverances happen on and off of this podcast. Because we have a real working relationship. Like for those of you who actually live with your partner (laughs) and you have to converse with your partner. You know, you can't just, I guess, be in silence all day unless that's, you know, the kind of day you having. And we may all have those days, me included. (laughs) But... You got to get some Jesus. (laughs) You can't jib Jesus. (laughs) You can't jib Jesus. So, um... I really thought that I was better than I really put myself in my thinking. I was conceited, um, conceited and fake humble because I just thought, please, I don't need any God. I don't need anybody else. I have my mind. I have my body. I got my looks. And these men's want me. These women's want me. So I'm going to do what I want. And the more deplorable and the more taboo it is, the better. I am going to live and surrender my will to my flesh and do whatever I want. And boy, oh boy, did I know if I knew what I knew now. Hmm, That's not really how I feel. I didn't know how much work I'd have to do to uncover, to dig through those moments that I thought were so joyful, where I thought I had joy, where I was just empty. Empty with material things, empty, empty with everything that I wanted nice bed linens, name brand luxury skincare, new weave every two weeks or three or four weeks, maybe even every week. I thought I was living and having the time of my life. I worked hard for this. I climbed the the education ladder to be here. I deserve this. To then have that flipped on its head to have a fraction of my belongings, to be in a new place, new family, new structure, new love language, real love language, real God, real Holy Spirit, real Jesus, (laughs) to have the exact opposite of what I was prideful in and having the riches of the world. It left me sheltered it left me with this internal suffering that I couldn't articulate that the people I had in my life 
that I called friends, sisters, brothers, whatever. Family and friends included. I have the real thing now. Real joy, real peace, real happiness, real love, real truth, real honesty, real transparency, real openness. And I'm working through that every day. It's not a one-stop shop. It's not a one-time. It's not a one-trick pony. It's not a one-time event or a one-time occurrence. This is a daily a daily habit, a daily skill, a daily discipline to work through. And I'm grateful that God is using my mama trauma. God is using my testimony because I believe, I firmly believe that this episode here, like mother, like daughter, is going to be a conversation that I will have in rooms that I have yet to walk into. I know, I know that I know that there are other women around the world who will join me and support me, support themselves, support their relationship with God, support their own testimony when they hear this message. I feel it in my belly. I feel it in the pit of my belly, from my belly button up through my chest, right between where my my pectacles, my breastuses <laughs> are. I feel it. I feel a fire in my spirit as I'm talking about this because I know that I am not the only one going through this. I know that culture says we should be like love and hip hop, material things, nice makeup, demands that are outrageous and attitudes and egos and we should we should subscribe to that. That is the role model for love and relationships. And I thought it was at least at least a percentage of it, but it's not. <laughs> That's not real, because when you in a real Christ like relationship with yourself and God and with your partner and God, none of the stuff you see in the media is real. At least not the Christ center things. <laughs> None of it is real. None of it is real. And when I say none of it is real, I mean none of it offers a sweet aroma to God. None of it is aligned with what God's word says a woman should be and how a man should be. None of it. It is absolutely contradictory to who God has called his children to be. His daughters, his kings, his sons, his princes, his women, his men. All of us who are him walking the earth. All of us who are in the likeness, created in the likeness of him walking the earth. 
None of the stuff in the media is real. A lot of what we see in the movies, too, is, isn't real either. And I have to be sensitive to... <laughs> I find myself being sensitive to what I watch now. Because in my mind, I am categorizing movies and cartoons, whether it's on YouTube or my Amazon Fire Stick. I find myself being more sensitive to the messages in certain films and videos that I'm kind of like weeding them out right now. What's good for me? What's good for my spirit? What will be good for my future children should God bless me with them? And I don't know about any of you, but when I feel like I'm entering into a new season, I start to subconsciously prepare for that with some great intention, just feeling like I should be prepared for this. So I'll start reading books. I'll start watching things to better prepare me for my future self or someone else later. Hmm. It's a habit that I have, and I'm grateful that I'm grateful God has designed me a very particular way. <laughs> oh, I'm grateful that God's word is the word that speaks that speaks to me. I read it and it reads me. And maybe you too have felt similarly. <laughs> God's word reads you too, especially when and where you least expect it. So um, I'm grateful. I'm grateful that you've listened to part one and part two of Like Mother, Like Daughter. I am grateful for my testimony. I am grateful for not living in shame, the shame of how I've used myself, how I've dismissed God, how I've used other people to strategically climb some invisible ladder that society tells me I have to climb. My heart feels so good walking in purpose. My heart feels so good. I just feel good. It feels like my heart feels like like the perfect day. Like waking up in your favorite sheets with your favorite song playing, with your favorite scent in the room, in your favorite part of the world, with your favorite season occurring, your favorite temperature, your favorite fabrics, colors, people, friends, foods, fragrances, uh, insects, animals, whatever you're into, like my heart feels like my favorite of everything is inside of it. And I could not say that a few months ago. I have love, joy, peace, self-control, goodness, patience, kindness, faithfulness, and gentleness. I have the fruits of the Spirit inside of me. I have that on my mirror. I wrote it on my mirror. Because sometimes I just need a reminder, a visual cue. <laughs> So, um, I feel like I'm being a chatty patty. So I'm going to wrap this episode up. Should I think of something else? I'll come back and edit, but, um, thanks for listening. And I look forward to sharing some more of my testimony and God's glory with you on the next episode. So until then, make room for God in your life. Bye.